Good morning and welcome to The Bridge. Um, I hope y'all have had a great week and I'm so glad you're here this morning. Um, Today we will be completing the book of Isaiah. Uh, We're going to be looking at the entire chapter 66 this morning. Um, And our sermon text is Mark chapter 15 verses 1 through 41. So without any further ado, we've got a lot of content to look at today. So let's dive right in. So starting in verses 1 and two, let me read that for us. It says, This is what the Lord says Heaven is my throne, and earth is my footstool. Where could you possibly build a house for me? And where would my resting place be? My hand made all these things, and so they all came into being. This is the Lord's declaration. I will look favorably on this kind of person, one who is humble, submissive in spirit, and trembles at my word. So God tells us a little bit about himself in these uh, first two verses. And he says that heaven is my throne and earth is my footstool. So here we can see that God's people are maybe disappointed at the inadequacy of the worship place that they have built for God. And then he comes back at them and says, well, we can be assured that all places are inadequate for God. For no human creation can house the sovereign creator. Um, I hope that you can rest in that. Everything that we do is inadequate to God because he is so great and so mighty. That is why we have grace. It's nothing that we do and everything that God does. Everything that we have is a gift from Him. So the fact that um, what we build or what we do is inadequate should be an encouragement um, because it reminds us that we have such a good God that has loved us unconditionally, you know, in spite of our sin. So that's actually a great message for us this morning. Um, So... It also illustrates that a building is not the proper house of God. It is not the proper meeting place or proper resting place. The temple of God and the temple of the Holy Spirit has to be much more than just a building. Um, Just like back when they built the Ark of the Covenant to carry God so that they would have his presence. It's not like they put God in a box. That was just God's way of allowing them to be in his presence. God cannot be contained to a building or the Ark of the Covenant. Our God is much bigger than that. Scripture goes on to say at the end of verse 2, it says, I will look favorably on this kind of person, one who is humble, submissive in spirit, and trembles at my word. So my question for us today is, could we describe ourselves as someone who is like this? Um, Are we living out of a humble spirit? Are we noticing that we can't always be right? Um, And most likely we're not right much of the time. Um, Are we being submissive to the spirit and are we letting the spirit direct our path? Are we constantly praying to God for our next step or, um, just guidance in our life? Are we listening to God's voice or are we deciding to live more comfortably or um, living in a direction that only benefits ourselves? And then lastly, it says um, 
that they tremble at the word. So are we trembling at the word? Are we seeing the word of God as this infallible, inerrant gift that God has given us to reveal himself? Um, It is powerful. It is worthy of our time. Um, Do you read the words and do you shudder or kind of get goosebumps at the message that God has delivered to us? Um, God is omnipotent and his wisdom is forever and it is given to us through the word. Um, So I just encourage you to look at these few things and kind of ask yourself, am I that kind of believer of God? Um, I hope that this does describe you. I hope that this message is convicting um, and that we're constantly asking God to mold us into his personal character. On the other hand, there are other people described in the scripture who openly disobey God and his word. In the past, this has been the nation of Israel. Israel in the past has turned their backs on God and instead of showing love and adoration to God who deserved it, they have created idols. They have created an obsession for rituals or sacrifices, um, good works as we would call them. They have forgotten what it means to truly know and love God. They have forgotten that they need forgiveness. So some of us might look at this and be fearful for the nation of Israel knowing that they have disobeyed God. Um, But in chapter 66, verses 10 through 14, God assures us that the nation of Israel will be restored to its former glory. Let me read that for us. It says, Be glad for Jerusalem and rejoice over her. All who love her rejoice greatly with her. All who mourn over her so that you may nurse and be satisfied from her comforting breast and drink deeply and delight yourselves from her glorious breast. For this is what the Lord says. I will make peace flow to her like a river in the world of nations like a flood. You will nurse and be carried on her hip and bounced on her lap as a mother comforts her son. So I will comfort you and you will be comforted in Jerusalem. You'll see you will rejoice and you will flourish like grass. Then the Lord's power will be revealed to his servants, but he will show his wrath against his enemies. One important important thing to clarify here is that when God is speaking about Jerusalem, he is now referring to the people of God as a whole and not specifically the city of Jerusalem. He is saying that God's people as a whole will be restored to glory even though they have abandoned him. This is our doctrine of grace that we all have through Christ Jesus. Even though we are self-seeking and we run from God at times, he has given us a way to repent and be accepted back into his loving embrace. Verses 15 and 16 again are mentioning wrath, saying that the Lord will come with fire. Um, His chariots are like a whirlwind to execute his anger with fury and his rebuke with flames of fire. For the Lord will execute judgment on all people with his fiery sword and many will be slain by the Lord. So let me leave you with some hope today. Um, Let me read at the very end from verses 22 through 23. It says, 
For just as the new heavens and new earth, which I will make, will remain before me, this is the Lord's declaration. So your offspring in your name will remain before me. All mankind will come to worship me from one new moon to another and from one Sabbath to another, says the Lord. We all need to remember that there is glory awaiting those who call um, the name of the Lord, but there is also just wrath. There is justice, and that comes in the form of wrath for those who have denied him and turned their backs on him. I pray that our time in Isaiah, um, speaking about Jerusalem and our future um, as the people of God, all nations, all tongues, all tribes um, will worship the Lord and um, bow on our knees and praise God. Isaiah is speaking to us of the future, just like is prophesied in the book of Revelation. And I don't know about you, but I'm excited to worship and serve the Lord forever. Blessings to you, and I hope to see you again next week at the bridge.